Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. We have a mini-sode today that's going to be a little bit different. We're going to dive into the question, what salary should I aim for? It's something that's top of mind for so many job seekers, especially as we come into the new year, especially as the economy continues to shift and we are within this tight market here. So you're going to hear from somebody who knows the best way to answer that question. Her name is Shelly Piedmont. Shelly has been in human resources for over 20 years and also serves job seekers as a strategist and a career coach. Shelly has read thousands of resumes and interviewed too many to count. So like I said, she's perfect for this. She's hired for everything from entry-level hourly positions to senior leaders on behalf of Fortune 500s, small and private businesses, everything you can imagine. I am really honored to have Shelly here. She actually spoke for an AMA we had here for our product. She answered a question for one of our job seekers who wanted to know about salary, wanted to know exactly what she should ask for, especially given her career change. So let's hear what Shelly has to say, and I'm sure you will all get some really good insight from this episode. The last thing you said was about salary. Salary. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I always tell career changers, it's what you can make is going to be really dependent on where you want to go, what you want to do, what is important to you. So, you know, how do career changers sometimes make more money? Absolutely. Do career changers sometimes make less money? Absolutely. So there's no given. It really is going to be dependent upon just what you want to do. Okay. I'll talk a little bit about that. When you are looking at a jobs, right? And you've kind of narrowed, you know, we talked about the funnel and you're narrowing it down. So that is a good opportunity for you to do some market analysis. So what does that job pay in that geographic area? Because oftentimes there are geographic differentials. Okay. Right. So that's a good place for you to start. And there are places where you can find this information, Glassdoor or salary.com, Payscale, Department of Labor. There's a, a lot of different ways to find this information. So when you do that, then you also though do need to remember that salary is not only dependent on the job, right? And the contents of mm-hmm. the job, but there may be a component of experience or skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Mm -hmm. where it's going to be unique for your situation. So if you come in with a lot of transferable skills, then that may really work to your advantage because then potentially you can ask for more money. Right. And, but if you don't have as much transferable skills or experience, then if somebody wants you, they may say for you example, that they would bring you in, but they may bring you in at a lower level because in comparison, you don't bring as much you know, to the table. Right. It's always something that's going to be really specific to where you want to go. So that's important. But the other thing I always emphasize with people is salary is one component, right? 
of compensation and benefits. And people naturally think of salary, but don't only look at that. If it's a bonus position, commission position, if it has stock options, other kind of benefits, take that into account. Okay. Yeah, because that can substantially increase your total compensation. Okay, so that's important. The other thing is also, if you can look at benefits, benefit costs to the employee vary significantly. Mm-hmm. I changed a job and the job I came from didn't have a 401k match. And the employee portion of the health insurance was significantly higher than the place that I went, who did have a very substantial 401k match. So guess what? Just by changing, I didn't even have to change salaries. I could just stay the same. I was going to come out significantly better because of, of those two things. Let me ask you a more specific, I guess, regarding salary. Okay. So my first is, I'm just curious, looking back at my experience is, an insurance company I work with, they told me the salary after they offered me the position. And they said, you know, they preface it up front, like, look, this manager, I've worked with her a lot. They're not going to wiggle on the budget. She phrased it in a way, pretty much said, don't ask for additional, try to negotiate the salary because this is what it is. So I'm like, I always thought, well, is this coming from the recruiter or was this coming from the manager? Or maybe it was in the budget that that's the only amount they could do. Is it realistic to think don't ask for more money or don't try to negotiate when it comes to salary or any type of compensation? Or companies pretty much flat and this is what you get. And my experience has been that most companies have more room than they tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now there are times when there may be challenges getting you more money, and I'll give you an example. If they're a smart company, then they're not only going to be wanting to pay market wages, right, external, but they have to also be clear about their internal equity. Because think about it, you're working there for three years and someone comes in and makes $5,000 more than you, has the same amount of experience. Now you're upset, right? Yeah. And maybe you think I'm going to leave because this is not fair. Why are they bringing in people at a higher weight? Yeah. So sometimes what happens is the company will say, well, I can't give you 5,000 because this is going right. to really make our internal equity a problem. And we are not going to go down that road. Isn't that like a, some states require that? Is that what you're speaking about? Like the pay transparency thing, or are you just talking about in general? No, I'm talking about in general, in terms of compensation philosophy. Okay. Okay. So because I was director of HR, I was in charge of all of HR. And I can tell you personally, we were very focused on internal equity within Mm. the company Mm. because we wanted to make it a very employee friendly company. And how do you Mm. do that? Is that you try to be as transparent as possible and equitable. And if you people think you're not, then you you go backwards, right? So an employer can do two things when they face that situation. An employer can say, well, I can't get you the extra 5,000, but what I could do is give you something in exchange for that, which could be a sign-on bonus, 
They may give you more vacation time, et cetera. So there's ways around it. Well, so when someone says they can't, you shouldn't negotiate, there often is ways to get what you want, right? Mm, but in a different creative. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other way from an HR perspective is if the market looks like it has gone up considerably, like a lot of places are now, what they may do is pull other people up right? Because they realize they're going to have a short-term, long-term problem. So they may bump Mm -hmm. other people up and then they can give you the additional money. Now they can choose to do that. A lot of employers don't want to do that, but it can be in their long-term interest to do that, right? So bottom line, Jennifer, is that there usually are ways you can negotiate if they can't budge on money, on a salary. Okay, perfect. Thankfully, I'm in a position where I'm not in a hurry as well to get a job. I think other times that I haven't negotiated positions just because maybe I was attracted to the job or other times I've been just ready to leave a company. So I think now I'm in a better position where I can try negotiating if there's something I find that I really like. And this is the amount that I've researched should be a compensation package. So usually the worst thing is they'll just say no. Yeah. I mean, they'll say no, and then you move on. Okay, well, I tried, right? right? But you usually feel better that you at least tried. Okay, you didn't leave anything, you know, money on the table that you could have had, had you only asked. And another thing, this is, I think, my own pet peeve is, if I put down a salary amount and they don't tell me what the salary is, I assume that, okay, they're within range for my salary request. And I've gotten to the end where they're like, oh, we can't pay you that. So is there any part of the interview process that I should ask or should I just use it as, okay, this is a good learning experience and interview process for me? Or should I ask up front or where should you? Okay, I'm chuckling a little bit because this is what a recruiter's, one of their most important jobs, it really is, to qualify people on salary. Because if you get to the end of the process and you have offer that is you can't take, you've wasted everybody's time. You've mm, wasted right. the recruiter's mm-hmm. time. You may wasted the hiring manager's time, your time. It's to me, one of those things that's like recruiting 101. You ask up front unless they have already put somewhere information about the range. Okay. So most I would say this is a guess, but I'm going to say 85, 90% of recruiters are likely going to ask about it in some form or fashion ahead of time, right? Right. Now, you should have an idea of what you want and what will be acceptable for you. So I always tell people going in to have kind of three numbers. One is your minimal acceptable number. I can't take anything lower than this. If they do, I'll just walk away. Then there's kind of your number where you think you should be. And that might be based on the market. And then you kind of have this shoot for the moon number, which is, oh, this would be awesome, (laughs) you know, if I got this. Okay. So I always tell people when you are asked, okay, they're going to usually key in on the lowest number that you do. First of all, I tell people don't give a single number, I always would say give a range, right? Okay. Because the range is in that range. And then, you know, 
because they tend to key in on the lower number. You know, I always tell people bump that lower number up a little bit when you're saying it out loud to them or you're writing it down because they'll start keying in. What I thought, what my experience has been, if you are close to your numbers are close okay. to what they can offer, but maybe they're a little higher. Okay. Oftentimes recruiters will talk to you about it to see how flexible you are, right? The only time when you don't usually have that conversation is when you are extremely off, in which case you usually don't go any farther in the conversations. You don't go farther in the process because they know they can't make that work. Right. So that's generally been my experience. And with the recruiters I work with or have worked with, they are similar. It's very rare that they go to the end. And if they don't do it up front, then usually it happens somewhere in the middle of the process where somebody is going to ask. And usually it's the hiring manager because it's their budget is going to ask, what are they looking for? All right, that wraps it up for today. I hope you found this to be insightful and got the wheels turning, so to speak, for the salary question that so many of us are thinking about. Make sure to check out Shelly's website. She has some really amazing articles about the job search and about how to be guided to career success, as it says on the website. It's ShellyPiedmont.com. I'll make sure to put the hyperlink within the description of this episode. Also, make sure to connect with her on LinkedIn as well. I will include that. Really amazing insights. I know that this blew my mind. So that's it for this week, Warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.